0: Comics quest where we pave the road for those who want to get into comics but don't know where to start. And listeners, welcome to the beginning of season five. Holy crap, we're here. I cannot believe it. I am actually doing better now. Thank you for asking. No one asked, but that's okay. Um, but we're here, we're queer, we're filled with existential fear, and today. We have the one and only Paresh Maharaj to ring in the new season. Paresh, how you doing?
1: DWJ all motherfucking day. That means good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's, it's funny because uh, you have,
0: you, this is now your, uh, your, your fifth, is that right? Fifth appearance on this show. Uh, barring barring the long haul, this is your now fifth appearance on the show, right? And now your third appearance just to talk about Daniel Warren Johnson. Yep, that is correct. And uh, and we're going to continue that trend as long as Daniel Warren Johnson continues to put out comics. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, today to ring in the new season, uh, we we are we doing a comic that I it was one of the early comics that that I read from. It was the first comic I ever read that was that had any involvement from Daniel Warren Johnson, and it was one of the early comics I read uh, written by Donna Cates. So, excuse me. Uh, today, we are discussing the eight-issue miniseries The Ghost Fleet, written by Donna Cates, with art by Daniel Warren Johnson, colors by Lauren Aff, I believe I'm saying her name right, and letters by Crank. Uh, so... Parish, this is this is an interesting one because we're actually talking about one that uh, was not written by by Johnson. Usually, Johnson's more well known now for his work uh, that he writes and draws, but this is one where he, you know, it, it, it is uh, more of a collaborator in this one, and that he's, you know, the the this this story originally came from Donny Cates, and it's been a story that he's uh, had had building up since he was. A child, really. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then this was brought to Daniel Warren Johnson, and and they worked on it together. So, uh, I brought this to your attention to come on for, and uh, because I always have to ask, I always have to ask, uh,
1: what were your thoughts going in uh, during your read and after your read? Well, my thoughts going into it were, of course, this is going to rule, because... (laughs) Daniel Warren Johnson is Daniel Warren Johnson. Uh, Murder Falcon and Extremity are still my top two comics of all time. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um... But I know you hyped up Donny Cates a bunch. I actually did read God Country long before reading this one. so And I was equally impressed with that as I was with, um... Well... The, let's say the character writing in Extremity. But, um... Yeah, and just to he- see that come across this now, where he said it's both Dottie Cates and Donnie Warren Johnson, two um, people in the industry who just get how humans work because g- freaking God Country is just an emotional atomic bomb, like right up there with <laughs> the heaviest moments in Murder Falcon at Extremity. And yeah, and so yeah, going into it, I. I was, I knew, basically knew what I was in for. I was in for, uh, great human moments, at least one blunt conversation between two characters. Um, and of course, uh, Danny Warren, little sprinkles and little snippets of Danny Warren Johnson's love of metal and his, uh, knack for drawing gore and f- freakish <laughs> monsters <laughs> what no he doesn't do that no way <laughs> i could smell stairs in the... murder falcon <laughs> i could smell the sarcasm all the way here in georgia my god um mm-hmm. <laughs> although as as we come to find out uh, god is absent in this comic but more on that later um but... <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll get into that yeah but yeah um as for my feelings uh coming out of it well and of course i i read the like the post uh the the post credits interview if for lack of a better term about how mm-hmm. it confirmed my, what i thought i i thought like wow this ending seems really rushed and um there had to have been some kind of word from up on high that force them to wrap it up this quickly and sure enough that's exactly what the interview confirmed but at the end of the day overall i was completely satisfied this was of course this is out of the three daniel War johnson works that we've covered on this this is the quote-unquote weakest hopefully you could hear the quotation marks because i am grading on a (laughs) curve here Um (laughs) because like the best teachers from high school grading on a curve. Right, exactly, exactly. And um saying uh that this is Dotty this is Dotty Case or Daddy War Johnson's weakest work is like saying that it's the worst flavor Jolly Racher. It's still damn good. Yeah, yeah.
0: Or it's like saying, I don't know, like Oh, this is like
1: my, my least favorite. I don't
0: know Martin Scorsese movie or something like that. Like it's, it's like mm-hmm. it's 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 hard. It's like yes, this is your least favorite, but like it's still good. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like you're still like you're still gonna have a good time. You're still not gonna be bored. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm tr- I'm, I'm actually trying to remember exactly when I because I, I remember my first Donna Cates book was God Country. That was my first. And mm-hmm. to this day, is still my favorite. Um, a lot of come come cl- have, a lot of come come close. I keep saying come twice. I don't know why. <laughs> Gross. That's right. This is an ex- This is that's why this is an explicit. Yep. Com- uh, podcast. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah. So this, I believe, this was the second one I I picked up. Uh, this. Uh, I think, or maybe maybe it was the third, because I think I started reading Venom before I read this. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. So, for those who are not familiar with the Ghost Fleet, uh, essentially the story of this is uh, the government uh, has highways and underground tunnels linking linked all throughout the U.S., and... Uh, in order to transport uh, secret uh, items in secret across the country, they utilize this organization that that have been dubbed the ghost fleet. And our protagonist is a man by the name of trace Morales, who, uh, Mm -hmm. he used to be a member of the ghost fleet. And then, uh, and, and the, it shown in the events of, in, in the events of the first issue. He, uh, he and his partner, who I'm actually, for some reason, blanking on his name right now. Robert. Robert. Robert, that's right. Uh, he and Robert, uh, they get, uh, their, their convoy gets attacked. Um, and after almost everyone dies, uh, Trace is like, screw this. I'm going to see what, what the hell we're, we're carrying because I'm probably going to die. I'm probably about to die. Uh, and he finds, and he's like, "Oh my God, what is th- I, we, what is this?" And we don't see it. You know, we're mm. we're just seeing his reaction. And uh, he gets shot in the head and left for dead, but he doesn't die. He just comes out without with 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 one less eye and a whole lot of of revengeful thoughts festering inside him <laughs> and a lot of guns.
1: Uh huh. And he's all out of bubblegum. And gun. that is.
0: Yeah, and that is the kickoff for the story. Yeah, that's just the first. And
1: <laughs> yeah, those are the first
0: issue. We got seven more after that. Which, as you mentioned, like this did get cut off. This was originally planned as a twelve issue series, um, originally published by Dark Horse. Uh, although it, it like you said, it got trunk, it got truncated, it got shifted around the schedule eventually, and eventually it got shortened down to eight issues, and they. I believe around like issue five, they had to re- they had to like really ramp it ramp up the story and you know really rush in the ending. They still wanted to have a genuine ending. They wanted to get to the ending they had originally planned,
1: mm-hmm. but they
0: had to really, really rush that ending to get to get to where they wanted to go.
1: Yeah, because the fr- or to- yeah, because the first chapter actually does shows what the ending will look like. <laughs> yeah,
0: so it's like you like we know what's going to happen. Like we know what's going to happen by the end. So we have to get there somehow. Mm -hmm. And in just a shorter amount of time. And that's hard. And thankfully they pull it off. It's less than graceful, but they still pull it off and, and you still, and you don't, you don't get bored
1: by it, which is the fun, which is the good thing. (laughs) Yeah. No loose ends are left by the end. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: so, what were uh, just just to kind of get some something rolling here? Uh, what were some of your standout moments from this book?
1: Oh boy! Okay, so I, we mentioned this before we started recording. Um, there's this one scene where it's it's towards the middle of the book where uh, he's uh, or Trace is he's kind of in the middle of nowhere, so to speak, and uh, he he manages to get taken in by these. People who run a diner out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, he's mm-hmm. being patched up by I think her name was Bay actually, not Beth like we originally thought. But uh,
0: I think her name I think her full name is like Bethlehem Bay is Beth- her full name. Yeah, and, th-
1: and I think they just I think they just call her
0: Beth for short.
1: Right. Okay. So yeah. Um. So yeah. As he's as they're patching him up. Uh. Of course, they're doing the old the, the old. You've seen this Thor movies, where she's got a flask of whiskey that she's using as um. At least I think it was whiskey. I mean, because the reason why I say I think it was whiskey is because Trace grabs it out of uh, Bay's hand and starts glug at that one panel where he's drinking it. It's just the most ridiculous face that you can imagine. Like it's a face that now that I think about it, kind of reminds me of of like a loop the art style of Lupin the Third kind of expression. <laughs> It's like freaking, he looks like what I would imagine Zenigata looks like when he's chugging on, uh, on, some, kind, on some kind of drink of the day. And he is just, it's just the crazy expression in his eyes, this chin just poking out, and it's just glug. <laughs> I don't know what, like, that panel, that single panel, along with um, that, on my previous appearance, we mentioned that uh, panel of, patsy from uh, the soul of pleader of hulk that that panel of, uh, of casey smiling and this panel of trace glugging down whatever is in that flask they need to be i want to print those out and hang them up in my office because those are art oh yeah yeah they're
0: great and i just i just reread that 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 those panels real quick mm-hmm. uh that's actually gasoline
1: gasoline yep yep <laughs> <That's> <laughs> because a- like
0: he immediately gl- is, is like glug and then immediately the next panel is hurl, hurl and then the next panel after that he just asks is this fucking gasoline Does <laughs> that exactly cedar Sinai. I had to work with what i had sweetheart <laughs> yeah oh, man. yeah and you're right yeah that yeah the 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 bartender does call her Bay. i just, i checked that one too because i was like do, yep. like do they ever call her Bay? but yeah i think i think like they i think like, Trace and Robert and and Mickey all call her
1: Beth, because, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know, Bethlehem. And, um, yeah, yeah, and um, go ahead. in that, in the very next scene actually leads to my other standout moment where it is just casually revealed that Trace is gay. Did I miss this? I missed this. Oh, oh, no, 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 okay, so... Look at this, uh so it's at the top of the panel where top of the page where Beth says, So who's Sarah? You seem pretty upset about her, yelled her name a bunch. Best friend who shot me, Sarah was his wife. Oh, so this is some kind of lovers tryst? What? No, Robert and I oh, were what? just no, friends. Robert and I
0: were just friends.
1: I met you and Sarah. Oh. Oh, so you're don't make a big deal about it, please.
0: Yeah, Yeah. oh no, it's okay, I'm not like that, I had a gay friend in high school, we used to watch Queer Eye Marathons, like, all the time,
1: and he's like, I swear to God, if you don't drop this, I'm going to murder you. So, yeah, the fact that he- Holy shit! Yeah, he doesn't deny it, so- Oh,
0: okay, so, uh, so yes, so, canonically, uh, Trace is gay, and if if either Donny Cates or Daniel Warren Johnson did not intend this- um, I I invite you to come on the show and uh and and tell me we're wrong. Yeah, tell us we're wrong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally, totally. Come on the show and only do that. Right, exactly. <laughs> and not come on here and talk about one of your favorite comics that,
1: of your choosing. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> right, right. And uh, oh man, what else is there? Oh, oh, and of course, another stand-up word that doesn't come out until much later in the story is the the part where he's uh our villain his name i have no idea how to pronounce roland cole i'm gonna pronounce it roland cole just i, I believe it's roland cole cole sounds cole, right yeah it's okay yeah typical scumbag uh is he a senator i think he's a senator is he i think
0: so too i believe they i believe they actually i believe they do call him senator
1: right right, right which right.
0: i mean this guy being a senator is really weird because <laughs> <laughs> he's just he is just a a mammoth of a human being.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, um, but yeah, with the way where he starts reading the, or well, starts reciting the uh, Behold a Pale Horse, the full Behold a Pale Horse line from the Bible, and that we get that wonderful uh, signature Daniel Warren Johnson two-page spread of just what exactly is in the cargo that they've been hauling this entire time, and let me tell you, I don't know what I we you've all we all have our images in our head of what death looks like, and to see this spin on it, this completely—I don't even know if I could call it a spin because of how little it resembles the typical uh, depiction of death, but this incarnation then is just i just it's because you have to you basically have to turn the page turn the book 90 degrees to get the full view of it it's like a centerfold but i stared at this like a uh, scene in a cheesy 90s uh animated series where the set, they some character gets the centerfold that they know they're not supposed to have and they just flip it out and go whoa whoa
0: (laughs) (laughs) so you so you're saying what you didn't do was uh go full kevin McAllister and just like no clothes on on anyone sickening
1: (laughs) i mean uh, well to to the the book's credit everyone in the scene the pit scene that i'm talking about is fully closed so this is true this is true except (laughs) for whatever whatever death is supposed to be
0: (laughs) whatever death is supposed to be (laughs) Which... Which honestly looks a lot like, um, I forget, th- I'm actually blanking on the name right now, but the uh, the, the villain of, uh, of Murder Falcon. Reminds me a lot oh. of, 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 how, of how death is depicted here
1: right yeah that yeah that's right I, yeah i'm black here on the name too but i know exactly who you're talking yeah, about but I'm actually yeah have, uh, you're right. i have i have
0: my copy right over here i'm gonna pull it down real quick because i'm
1: very curious actually let me let me copy you and do that let's see who finds it first you'll probably find it first because you started way uh, quicker than i did but yeah magnum chaos there you go with a k yeah with a k yeah ah. which
0: honestly the most metal danny warren johnson thing in the world uh yeah for the most metal Warren johnson comic in the world <laughs> most metal comic yeah in the, world, the only other the only other thing that that is probably more metal in that book is the reveal that Ronnie james dio is the one who greets you into heaven
1: god man i swear that's, that may be the most metal thing in the world i mean yeah i mean if you don't hear rainbow in the dark as soon as you close the book after that final panel like this you need you've Probably never heard Rainbow in the Dark, but if there's a, But if you have, then <laughs> then there, there, there's we we can't be friends like at all. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, I have a question for you actually regarding Rainbow in the Dark. So, yeah. or just regarding Dio in general. Ah uh, yes. Uh, did you listen to that tribute album that came out a few years ago?
1: I did not even know there was a tribute album. Who was on it?
0: Okay. So, um, well, just for a little background. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, Ronnie James Dio, one of the greatest singers of all time. Mm-hmm. uh fronted rainbow black sabbath dio heaven and hell he was amazing and he passed away in 2010 of stomach cancer so his widow who i'm actually blanking on her name right now we blank on we blank on names in this podcast yep um she established a essentially like a uh a fundraiser for him uh in his name for cancer research every year mm-hmm. and 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 one year in order to uh in order to, like, provide more, uh, can, I guess, like, maybe, like, more incentive for the fundraiser, but also just to, like, do something in his honor uh, on top of it, was she put out, was she commissioned a a tribute album for, in his name, uh, I think it's just called This Is Your Life. And uh, it's filled with covers of songs from bands that he that he was in. So you've got, like, Anthrax covering Neon Knights. There is the... The, there it it does have the kill switch engage cover of holy diver mm. uh, you've got uh uh motorhead with um oh my god something Byford uh doing it doing a rainbow song which was great uh and yeah and you've got like people from you you got hail one of my favorites actually is hailstorm covering straight through the heart that one's a great one Ooh. that and also one that i did not expect to be as great as it was Tenacious D covering the last in line with a flute solo. What? <laughs> yes, instead of instead of the guitar solo, they have a flute solo, and it's gorgeous. It like like you would like you would think like oh Tenacious D doing a cover they're gonna they're gonna fun no they're not clowning on that song. <laughs> Jack Black is belting his heart
1: out in that mean... song, and that
0: flute solo kills. Yeah
1: yeah if there's one there's also instant- uh, yeah
0: there was also an unreleased ballad uh from dio which is called this is your life on the album that i highly recommend everyone check out but mm-hmm. this is what i was getting to there is a cover of rainbow on the dark or Ra- rainbow in the dark G- do you know who sings it who cory taylor you Listeners, this is an audio medium, so uh, Parish's eyes just nearly bulged out of his face.
1: <laughs> mouth agape.
0: <laughs> yes, eyes bulging out of the face, mouth agape, Parish is excited now.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. And also for all you Metallica fans out there, uh, there's also just, they do a medley of, of rainbow songs. Ooh. Just a medley. It's like eight like eight minutes, and they just take snippets of Ram- of like four different Rainbow songs and just make them into one piece, and it's awesome. So yeah, everyone, check out the "This Is Your Life" Ronnie James Dio tribute album. It's available everywhere. It's got the most insane cover of all time, uh, because it's just like every like every like everybody who are who's on the album just like like honestly they look like they are ripped out of extremity that's what it looks like (laughs) like everyone on that cover just on that album cover looks like they were they were ripped out of extremity and so yeah it's great everyone check that out and i just wanted to mention that because uh you know this is outside of whenever Parage comes on this this turns from being a comics this pivots from being a comics podcast to we always talk we're gonna talk about metal at some point Uh uh-huh
1: it's uh-huh. gonna happen. Yeah.
0: And speaking of metal, one of my favorite moments in this book yes. is a moment when Trace yes. is driving the, the his truck I know exactly he's, because he's because at this point he's now he's now stolen this one of the the Ghost Fleet's rigs, mm-hmm. and he's driving with a dog that he stole from this asshole who kept the dog cooped up in the truck.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, he and he's belting "Fear of the Dark" by Iron Maiden, and then just like, like, he, and also he like I don't know if he names the dog Axel or if the dog was already named Axel. does but the dog's name is Axel. Yes. Uh, and he just looks, he just looks at this dog, and this dog is like not having, and he's like, "What, Axel? You don't dig on, you don't dig on Maiden." <laughs> Just, uh, I love it. I love, I love, I I love whenever, whenever Daniel Warren Johnson just like gets to have music in his books, because unfortunately, like with a lot of it with, uh, I think like a lot of books he's worked on, they don't refuse music that often. Like murder Falcon overtly like references music uh, all the yeah. time because like the whole concept of that book is heavy metal will save, save the, the world. world. Mm-hmm. Like that was the whole, like, like music in general will save the world, but heavy metal in specifically will save the world. That's the, so that's the the whole conceit of that book. Mm -hmm. So of course music is going to be a huge part of it. Um, But like Extremity, you know, it's set in like a post-apocalyptic wasteland and another, like in an alternative universe. So music is is really out out there. Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, you know, doesn't reference it at all all either. Uh, Beta Ray Bill, on the other hand, wears a Power Trip t-shirt. And that was dope as hell. Ooh. Yes, uh, he, Danny Warren Johnson really, really like got to inject his his love of metal into that book, mm-hmm. um, just like he did here with, with with you know referencing Iron Maiden and uh and and like another like metal moment is Mickey Reno, the insane assassin mercenary that we have, God. who is. He might be my favorite character just because of how unhinged he is Absolutely. throughout the entire oh,
1: yeah. book. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He's... Just like murdering people left and right. Like he has, he has like slept with this one woman, mm-hmm. and this dude in a robe shows up in the room and starts uh, yelling at him, and then shoots. And he's like, "I don't know you were married," and then shoots the guy, and then she says, "Papa," and he's like, "Wait, that was your dad?" And then just <laughs> casually snaps her neck, and I'm like what the fuck is up with this guy? And the, the, <laughs> the most absolute, I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, but if I were, if I were hiring an assassin and or mercenary, um, I don't know if I would want to hire him. Cause he seems a little too happy to kill. Yeah. Right. Like just slightly yeah. too happy about this. Yeah. Uh, but one of my favorite moments is like, he's like, has, you know, he's got the, you know, the, the fame, you know, he's got the, the traditional, you know, Two guns and you know, gun in each hand, mowing down soldiers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love this this weird thing that that Johnson does where like he uh, he will place uh, like sayings on Mickey's t shirt at different and, and it'll change yeah. uh, panel to panel. And yeah. the first time it happens, the first thing you see, it just says everything louder than everything else. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. They know what book they're making, and like, and it just keeps in like you know it keeps going from there and there. Yeah, Mickey might be my favorite, and then like, later like they're, they're like we're having a literal Mexican
1: standoff. <laughs> Smoke, why are you meowing right now? Because he must. Oh, I could hear him.
0: Yeah, was... she. So uh, it, this has already been established on on other shows that I've been on because this is coming out like uh, th- we're, you know. As of this rec- as of this recording, uh, well, by the time this episode comes out, there will be other there will be other episodes that she's appeared on. But uh, to the Comics Quest family, uh, please uh, welcome Smoke, the the newest member of the family. Yee. and she's a, she's adorable. She's very fluffy. She's got the fluffiest tail in the world. Oh. okay back to back to talking about this yeah back to <laughs>
1: talking about this guy so just for the hell of it i actually did translate the spanish that this girl is talking to so mm-hmm. she goes from saying you came into my life like an angel i've just found you but i feel like we are two halves of the same soul oh god <laughs> i'm so sorry i feel so sorry for her because oh no <laughs> just like oh god
0: but yeah um uh, you, poor, you poor you poor soul
1: i, I uh. yeah and,
0: and then just like casually gets her neck snapped just this is the the worst. <laughs> the absolute worst yeah no i lo- i love mickey i love how unhinged she is i love that like he ta- he like he writes in his diary as if his right his diary is a sentient being yeah because he'll just like he'll just write his diary like hold on diary i got i'm i'm getting a text right like okay yeah Mickey is the best. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And then like the like the the very end with the reveal of like how of like how he died. <laughs> he died by getting into a fight with a with with someone in a bar over an iPod filled with Pantera. <laughs> it's like yeah. That's that's what like the wig. most Ricky uh, Mickey Reno death of all time. Mhm. There's mm-hmm. no other way he would go out. Nope. Nope. Yeah. So, uh, I want to talk about Trace and Robert. Yes.
1: Be- so, because actually, uh, that's actually a great segue because I want to, uh, well, I'll, I'll let you say what you want to say first, but, uh, this actually goes into another one of my favorite moments. But yeah, go ahead. No, I'll, I'll get into it. Yeah.
0: Well, I wanted to, well, please reveal your, 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 your Trace and Robert moment that you love.
1: Okay. So, I have it here in my notes that for, it, this would not be a Daniel Warren Johnson comic without a heavy blood conversation scene. For, for Murder Falcon, it was the conversation between Jake and Anne, when we mm-hmm. finally when they finally reunite. In Extremity, it, it was between uh, Taya and Meshi, after that um, whole carving the names into their back as punishment scene. And here, it's in a flashback between Robert and Trace, which I think is at the beginning of chapter three no give me one second do 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 flipping pages chapter four yeah robert's there it's a flashback of course and robert's there in his car he's chugging from a flask he hears his wife sarah scream he grabs his gun stumbles out of his car turns out it's just trace and sarah just they just making cookies just making cookies and someone dropped a cookie tray Because, um, Sarah's not doing so good. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. Like many, like many comics, uh, from Danny Warren Johnson, someone's gotta have cancer.
1: Mm hmm. And so, but of course, they pick up really quick that, uh, Robert is drug, so. Trace does what Eddie Friend would do, and just. It's snowing, I should say. And, uh,. He takes him outside and just pushes him into the snow and immediately accuses him of cheating because he came home so late. But, of course, Robert's like, it's not like that. And, uh, of course, it turned, it turns out that Robert is drinking just to dull the pain of having to lose potentially lose his wife to cancer. And the heavy conversation part, in case this wasn't heavy enough, uh, Trace says, stop this. Whatever this is, just stop it. She needs you, I need you, I know this is hard, but uh, you can't drink this one away. She's strong to make it through this, I believe that, but if this goes the other way, you need to spend every moment of time you have left trying to make that woman smile. You know that. Oof. Oh. <sighs> Oof. Yeah, cause... Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dunicates... Danny Warren Johnson, yeah, you you, you do so good. Yeah, freaking guy who wrote a comic about some, about living through cancer meets a guy who wrote a comic about living with Alzheimer's. I mean, what more can I elaborate? I kinda of, I have no elaboration for that. That's just
0: yeah, it. I know exactly. But I want yeah, yeah. Like i i I love the I love the relationship that Trace and Robert have because they, even though so. I mentioned at the early at the top of this episode uh, that that Trace gets shot. I did not say who Trace got shot by, uh, yeah, and that right. of course was Robert. Robert mm-hmm. was the one who shot him because he was promised apparently by Cole that uh, he could that he could do something that would save uh, his wife. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, uh, Sarah. Sarah's her name. Uh, mm-hmm. He could save Sarah. Um, unfortunately, it was. Too, and she was too far along and she and she did and she did pass away um but the like the fact that after all of that after uh Robert's drinking problem uh his al- his alcoholism to you know dull, dull the the pain of possibly losing his wife uh the fact that he did and the fact that he betrayed his best friend in order for a chance to possibly save his and and for a very slim chance to save his wife, and he betrayed and he betrayed him for uh uh not only that but like but like for a promise made by an absolute sleazebag of a human being. <laughs> after all of that, they can and 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 after arguing to no end, they still remain friends.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like
0: that's the power of friends. It's the power of friendship, y'all. Yes. At the end of the day, the Ghost Fleet is about the power of friendship.
1: It is. It really is. It
0: really is. Yeah. I I, I just I just wanted to, I just wanted to get to like 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 just talk about like the like their friend like their friendship, the fact that like Robert shows up, I believe, at the end of issue six. Something like that. Uh. Yeah. Issue six. Maybe maybe it's issue five. Uh. He shows he shows up to like get trace and mickey and 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 bay out of the out of by the way when you when you okay. mentioned that they were in uh in the middle of nowhere not only that they were in the middle of a town called fate texas yes because you know <laughs> subtlety uh, is
1: for I, losers
0: exactly for uh, also dunny case texas boy mm-hmm. uh i'm not sure where didn't Warren, Warren johnson is from i just I always, I always love that Donny Cates is from Texas and he's, <laughs> uh, believe he's currently lives in Austin. So he's not that, he's not too far from me. I think it's like a, probably like a four hour drive from me right now. Um, hmm. uh, yeah. And so are the boys from the King cast. Shout out to the King cast for being one of the best podcasts of all time. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, like they, they, they pick them up, picks them up at the big rig. Yes. And, uh, Mickey and Bay are like off on their own, just like having their own conversation about, uh
1: you know what they're transporting
0: what they're what like what what they're transporting what what all this is going on and robert and trace of course are just sitting over over on you know over to the side they're arguing like a
1: motherfucker they're hashing their shit out because yeah because they have some shit to hash out
0: (laughs) yo absolutely (laughs) and you know bay asks nicky like so what do you know what we're carrying and like what is it that we're carrying he's like you know what? And he just and he just like like looks over at them and he's like, hey, what's in the truck? Because mm-hmm. that's been a question throughout this book of like, what is in the truck? No one actually knows. Right. And uh mm-hmm. and Robert just like not knowing, he's just like, I don't know. But Trey says, You, you don't want to know. You wouldn't. Or believe. you wouldn't believe me. Yeah. And you're and then Robert's like, wait, you know? And he's like, Yeah. How do you not know you're the one who's supposed to be overseeing all of this? How do you not know what is being transported because Blitz which was... if we weren't clear they were they were transporting death yeah <laughs> literal death yeah and um uh, because they're like they're the 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 as is mentioned previously, but in the second issue by by uh Roland Cole. Uh, to like this, like the, this, like council of like this underground council or whatever, uh, which I wish we got more time with. I wish we kind of got more of like, uh, I mean, it is nice to like have like this air, this like mystery about them, like who the hell they are, but I'd be, it would be, it, I, I would still like a, like a little more information on like what the hell this council is. And I yeah. feel like they, they, mo- they probably would have gotten to it, but, but like with the, you know, going from 12 to eight issues they probably had to loop, they had probably had to drop them and be like you know what at the end of the day it's not necessary let's just yes. move right like move past that let's focus um, on
1: what's important yeah what's yeah really but important.
0: like he mentions like oh we, like we've gotten um we've gotten like he says like uh toxic like they just they, they numbered them they don't say that they have famine war and pestilence and mm-hmm. they're looking and, and they're transporting death. Uh, and the the four has been the apocalypse. Instead, they mm-hmm. just they just n- n- name. They're just like, oh, one, two, three, and four. And it's like, oh, we 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 have three now. We're transporting four right now,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: four is death, death. The fourth horseman.
1: Yeah, which, and um, yeah, of course, huh, huh, JD. Four guesses as to which song started playing in my head in the action scene before that. Re- after that reveal, and the first three don't count. Knowing what you know about my taste in music, <laughs> hmm, I wonder. Uh, was it possibly
0: we are never ever getting back together by Taylor Swift? No, you idiot! It was uh, it was. <laughs> No, it was uh, oh was oh, yeah, that song called "The Four Horsemen" by Metallica
1: It uses a gallop riff, get it?
0: Yeah. And then it references Sweet Home, Alabama. Uh, oh, God. Look, shit. here's the thing. When I found out that they literally just ripped off "Sweet Home Alabama," I cannot listen to that song today and not think of that song when I listen to it. Because literally in the middle of it, in the like in the middle of the song, they change tempo mm-hmm. and they just they just like just do metal "Sweet Home Alabama." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's just there's just no shame in it, and I and I and I love it. Yeah, the playlist for this episode is going to be great. Oh
1: jeez. Oh man.
0: Cuz look, as everyone knows, when Parish is on this podcast, I have to make a playlist. That's what we uh-huh. do. Uh-huh. Uh sometimes sometimes I give myself more time to do to to do them and they and they turn out really well. Others I do them last minute right before I upload the episode and <laughs> they turn out okay. Eh. This one is going to be awesome. I'm just going to let you know. So as soon as you get done listening to this episode, uh, go 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 to, go go to Spotify and check out that playlist because it's going to be dope. Oh yeah. What is it called? I have no idea, but you'll find out when I tweet about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Follow him on Twitter. You'll find it right? eventually. Yeah, of course. Ye. Yeah. So- yeah. Um. So. Mm-hmm. Are, are there any other like like major uh like major events
1: from the story that you wanted to 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 dive into? Uh, well, one smaller one small moment, and what um, and then the ending that I want to talk about. So um, mm-hmm. that this uh, yeah, we definitely have to have a conversation about the ending. Oh God, hell yeah! So uh, so yeah, the beginning of the final issue, Maximum Overdrive, <laughs> that mm-hmm. opening bit, great title. Yeah, exactly. Where I just uh. As I was reading this, I I was kind of putting the th- putting things together. I'm just like, wait a minute, are the are these two characters, Cates and what, Johnson? Yeah, oh
0: yeah, okay. So um, for those of you who have who haven't uh, read the book yet, which I mean, if you're listening to this episode right now and you haven't read it yet, uh, I, I I don't know what's going on, but you have these two characters at the, at the opening of the final issue between two people who may or may not be Donny in and Daniel Warren Johnson talking about how they wish, uh, like fire, like they were talking about whether or not it's a good, good thing that firefly got canceled early. And, and, uh, <laughs> and then you have one, then you have one, the shorter hair guy is supposed to be done. asking, uh, what do you want to do for uh, issue nine? I'm thinking something with bears. And then all of a sudden they get blown up.
1: Yes, in a in a big sound cloud, a big sound splash panel that says "meta boom."
0: And I'm just like,
1: "Wait a minute!"
0: Oh yeah, they know (laughs) what they're doing there. They knew (laughs) it because, like, they realize it's like, look, we didn't get we didn't get to do the ending the way we wanted wanted to do it originally. Mm -hmm. let's at least have some fun with it. Let's, let's, let's make fun. Like, let's, let's let's make fun of the situation, this crappy situation we got put into and just have fun.
1: Right. Exactly. That's great.
0: I love that. I I (laughs) love that little moment. I, it didn't really, just because I, excuse me. Um, when I first read this, I wasn't really familiar with Cates and Johnson at the time. I like, I knew what Donny Cates looked like. I didn't actually know what Danny Warren Johnson looked. I didn't know what he looked like. Um, and I just wasn't like super familiar with their work at that time. Um, by the time I got to this, um, that now rereading it now after I've become a huge fan of the two and I am, if it weren't for the fact that Donny Cates already has his own cult, I would probably start the Donny Cates cult. Just like I have started the Tom Taylor cult. (laughs) Uh, Hey, look, Alex and I started the Tom Taylor cult and then we got officially recognized by the man himself. So, Tom Tom Taylor cult is official. Um, am I starting that Twitter account? We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but now, but reading it now and like like knowing the story behind the ending uh, and 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 where it came from and reading it now, I'm just like, uh, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. That's good. For some reason, I didn't notice that that the the onomatopoeia there said meta boom uh and thank you for pointing that out because that just makes that moment even better <laughs> it's so good it's yeah, good it's guys cool. this comic shocking
1: it's uh good. is good it's good yeah <laughs> it's good yeah so uh the ending of this book <laughs> so, talk about getting thrown through a loop multiple loops as if as a matter of fact because the ending that was foreshadowed in the very first issue was it happens it ends up happening mm-hmm. And then after the the villain is defeated, or so we think, uh, Trey starts to have some second thoughts about what he just did. Considering he comes to the, he realizes, just like, wait a minute, this guy was trying to prevent us from releasing death, and we just killed him. Shit, did we fuck up? It's that (laughs) moment from
0: uh. Oh man, I'm I can't, I can't remember the name of the show, but uh but Alan Kissler and I were talking about this. Uh the show it's a show that he absolutely loves and, and always tries to get people to talk about. I uh, I'll have to i I'll have to ask him about it now. Um this uh but it's it's that gift that everyone remembers of like uh, the of like the Nazis saying, Are we the baddies? Are we the baddies? <laughs> yeah. Um it's that moment. We got that moment in this book. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. just like, yeah. Trace, like Trace, literally just says like, "I don't think we were the good guys. <laughs> I think we fucked up." <laughs> and he did. The, the, they did. Yeah. Fuck up. Trace straight up fucked up so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I feel bad for him. I'm just like, ah, oh, dude. I'm. It sucks. This sucks. This this all sucks. So mm-hmm. they're able to get out. The four our four. Our four mains uh, are able to, are able to escape uh after Robert like like consoles Trace by slapping him in the face and telling him I need you to drive. Yep. And Trace just gets this devilish grin on his face like, you fucking know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> uh, and then we ha- and then we have a flash forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where uh the the world after death has, after the after the horse the, the death of the fourth horseman is re- is released upon the world Uh, it is now, the the world is now a, just a, a barren wasteland. Uh, It's, it's Mad Max. It's Mad Max. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the Ghost Fleet has now, the Ghost Fleet title has now been appropriated by Trace and Robert and Bay and Mickey, um, as like, they're like, essentially like, they're like the freedom fighters for, of this barren of this Mad Max world. Mm -hmm. And, uh. Like, I love the I love the moment of like this 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 like evil, this evil fucker who is like kidnapped Mumble. these children, mm-hmm. and uh, and is about to kill them, and they say like the ghost will save us, uh, mm-hmm. and he's just like mocking the ghostly, and then he just gets a freaking harpoon through his uh, through his head.
1: Yeah, it was like and geez, uh, and
0: Trace is like Mickey, I told you to fire a warning shot. <laughs> Mickey's like well- yeah. Let it be a warning to anyone else that if you try, <laughs> that if you uh, if you take kids from um, from from Ghost Fleet territory, you're gonna get a harpoon in the face. <laughs> Which? Yep. Chick? That's the Mickey you... Reno. That's the Mickey I know. It's
1: it's solid. And then logic. they just go
0: into. Ba- yeah, it's it's solid Mickey Reno logic. Mm-hmm. Put it on a T-shirt, yeah. uh, and and the ending is just like, all right, now we're going into battle. Let's fucking go. And like it gives us like 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 it gives us like the ending of um like like the ending like the ending for all of them essentially like telling like telling us what happens, and then the very mm-hmm. last page is just this big splash page of them all mm-hmm. charging into battle on on the big rig and in, with just the the text, but that's a story for another time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, you know, like like look, the fact that the Ghost Fleet is just, is such a beautiful, perfect little piece all on its own. Mm-hmm. Is is a wonder to behold. But honestly, if if Cates and Johnson came out and said we're we're making a sequel to the Ghost Fleet that's set in like the the barren wasteland that we that we that we've hit that we hinted at in yeah. the final pages. Yeah, I will pre order um, that. shit. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I would. I would like run to. I would run to my comic book shop so <laughs> fast and be like, put this on my pull list. I'm getting it day one. Hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yeah that'd be great oh, yeah. that'd be great just like this comic's great this comic's great y'all
1: oh yeah it's really good it, it, the, all the donnie uh the, all the danny warren johnson staples are there the gritty but you know gritty but lush artwork uh, what, what do we call that uh liddy or glush uh, i don't know it's a, it's a somewhat invented i say word. Glush. glush we'll call it glush glush there you go yeah or grush Glush or Grush? Grush. grush. That's better. Grush. Grush. I like it. I like it. (laughs) Put it on a t-shirt. The Uh, Grush artwork (laughs) of Daniel Warren Johnson. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man.
0: (laughs) One, okay, look, one day when Daniel Warren Johnson is is finally recognized as as the greatest artist of our time, someone's going to write, someone's going to put together a coffee table book of his, of his work, Mm -hmm. and it should be called The Grush Work. Of Daniel
1: Warren Johnson. The Grush table, yeah. (laughs) The Grush table, yeah. Oh, that's good. I like that, The Grush table, yeah. Yeah. Because, man... Everything... Like I said, all of his staples are here. From the masterful layout of the paneling. Like, especially these... uh, Like... The... Just a simple thing. Like, the shift from the conversation that Robert is having with... uh, What's his face? Cole. Well, having with Cole and it shifts to his... I think his secretary? Um... Goes, yeah,
0: secretary assistant of some kind. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if she... Does she even get named? She, I think she gets named.
1: Uh, I think she does too. I just can't remember. But yeah, but... just continuing the flow of the conversation? Uh, but yeah, if when he's talking with Cole, it's, it's, it's... The entire scene is surrounded or clouded in gray, but when he leaves and she comes in, it's a bright red and I'm just like "Daddy War Johnson gets it like he understands this medium like better than most people working today and then when he's leaving when Trace is leaving Axel behind the panels don't take up the entire pages because it gives it a, a sense that he's moving away from Axel so we're getting even more we're f- matching his distance Away from his problems and Axel, and it's not until he recognizes the voice that disembodied voice coming in, coming to him on the radio that we finally get a panel that takes up the edges of the page. And you know mm-hmm. what the funny thing is? I did not notice that until I was just casually flipping through this for this episode. Yeah, this book is full of full of just real real treasures.
0: That the uh, that is honestly just become a staple of of Johnson. It's like it's his, mm-hmm. like any book that he works on, and honestly, I would say any book that Donnie Cates works on as well. Like they are they are so fun and emo and, and emotional and, and and fun emotional gut punches that first go around, mm-hmm. uh, and but they really benefit from a second reread mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, or just or just a second read and you and you just you you pick up you pick up on the little things you pick up on the little things that they just they completely understand with this medium i mean and it also makes sense for Donny cates as he's talked about um the fact that like he learned to read by by his father reading him spider-man comics my god so like comics are baked into him yeah, from an early age for sure so like it it, and like he grew like he's he's in his 30s and he grew up in like he grew up in the 90s he was growing up with uh he he talked about um like not long like it was like it was months after a few months after his as uh his venom run started uh he he had like i i highly recommend like it's an interview i just like i every once in a while I just put on because it's just it's just fun to like hear him talk about comics Uh, there's this Mm -hmm. great interview he did with sci-fi wire, um, in their behind the panel series. And, uh, he tells the story about how he came to love venom and it Mm -hmm. was like, he grew like he, venom debuted when he was three years old. So he was, so he took, he took over, I believe like the, uh, like like the day he took o- he took over Venom was the 30th anniversary of Venom as a character, and he was 33, so he was three years old when Venom was introduced, and um, huh. so but uh like like he loved Spider Man and he wanted to read the comics, so uh, his dad made this deal with him of like if you learn to read the the comics, I will buy them for you, so that's how he learned to read was reading Spider Man comics, and then one day. Uh, he was taken to, uh, the mall because his brother wanted to go to, to a card shop and he wandered into the comic book shop and the shop in this mall, they were printing bootleg t-shirts and one of the t-shirts they were making had venom on it. And he's like, who's that? And like, oh, that's venom. And he's like, everything, give me everything Ah. as a child. (laughs) And the rest is, his. and that's how he came to, and like, he, uh, like he didn't have the money to like buy, like, statues, so he got, like, clay and wire and made his own Venom statues. Holy shit! Yeah! And the thing is, like, he, uh, like, he has, he still has, he still has a lot of them. He, he, there are photos of them on, on, on social media. Uh, Marvel liked, liked, like, like that he did that, so, like, they like to, like, to, like, show, like, hey, our Venom writer is, like, a lifelong Venom fan. Check out the things he did when he was a kid. The thing is, the statues... Look really good. No. They're really like they're so good. Like, yeah, like kate's uh, like like comics are baked into his blood. So it's no surprise that you know getting like like I said, the that first read is always going to be a fun, thrilling, emotional gut punch. Mm-hmm. But that second read, you are going to pick up on a lot of things that you just didn't, you you just would not have noticed on your first go around.
1: Right, exactly. Exactly. yeah
0: this is great mm-hmm. i love the ghost fleet i love johnson and Cates. uh this is this this book is amazing you know it it, it 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 is unfortunate that they were not able to tell to tell the story in the way they wanted but with what we have i'm 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 overjoyed with what we what we have
1: today <laughs> it's it's kind of weird it's it's kind of appropriate that uh they good that that ended the way it did it's uh they they basically took their put their money where their mouth was as far as their themes go they they knew they didn't have much time left so they focused on making you smile
0: yeah (laughs) and on that note uh i think we should end the episode there because i mean i I, i've i've said
1: everything i want to say is there anything any final thoughts that you have uh just one um, so I know Daniel Warren Johnson is an AEW fan, and as you've <laughs> mentioned in every appearance that I've made before this one, I have too. I'm an AEW fan, but I am not Daniel Warren Johnson, so I do not make wonderful fan art of the wrestlers on that on that <laughs> program. But what the, the reason why I bring this up is because for all of I can't believe I forgot his name. Your favorite character. God damn it. Oh, Mickey. Mickey. God. The the You know how music pops into my head during during while reading these comics. Um the song mm-hmm. that popped into my head for Mickey's introduction at his rampage was the entrance theme for AEW superstar Eddie Kingston. It's called Cold World. Look it up, you'll get it. You'll know, you'll understand when you hear it. Yeah. I will I will I'll be looking that up as soon as we get done recording because oh I am, yeah I'm intrigued
0: <laughs> to say the least <laughs> because honestly
1: if you look at Eddie Kingston he could honestly play Mickey in live action
0: yeah. so what, what we're saying is right now we need like uh we need Donny Cates and Daniel Warren Johnson to get together write a six episode six episode miniseries <laughs> of the ghost fleet and, and and get and get that made yeah mm-hmm. just saying mm-hmm. it'd be cool Mm-hmm. it'd be cool it'd be fun uh <laughs> all right but <laughs> yeah well yeah. with uh yeah with that being said uh that me i would say that that's the end of the episode with it uh-huh. being the end of the episode um uh i want to thank paresh for for coming on to the show I, it's always a pleasure having you here oh yeah and yeah. and uh please tell the listeners um what you have going on and where people can find you
1: Okay, so as uh, always, I am the host of the Busted Limes podcast. We upload, we used to upload once a month, but now it has devolved into whenever I get the time and whenever I can think of something, because I will die before I push out content just to push out content. But having said that, I have had the amount of planning that I put into my next episode is going to pay off because good old JD is going to be there to discuss The Green Knight. Yes, I am. I'm so excited to talk about my favorite movie of the year. Oh, God. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be trippy. It's going to be weirdly horny. I am looking forward to it. And so, yeah, if you wanted to follow us, the show is at Busted Limes, Lime Like the Fruit. Or if you want to follow me, Paresh Maharaj, and see my shit posts about AEW, uh the bad queen and toonami every saturday uh you can follow me at noblekind92 or if you want to follow my co-host for whatever goddamn reason you could find him at black belt 1998 don't tell him i said this but i think yeah
0: follow him he's cool
1: yeah don't tell him i said this but i think he might be funnier than me
0: (laughs) our co-hosts usually are Uh. i mean that's uh, look here's the thing i'm i'm honestly shocked that uh, that fables and reflect the the om- I I was, I was very excited when fables and reflections got got invited to go to, to joins the certain POV network, and yeah. I knew for a fact that the reason behind it was because Angela is awesome, yeah, and she's okay. a lot cooler than I am, and that's just, and that's how it works. <laughs> what? Well, that's all the right. end of the episode. Uh, so everyone, I want to thank all of you listeners for bearing with me on this uh on this massive break that i've been taking uh i really i really needed it um but we're back for sure uh i will say uh there is a there is a change uh coming and that is the long haul is going to continue to be on indefinite hiatus uh it's going it's in fact it's going to probably be uh the same way busted lines is and that i will do it whenever i get the time. or it will change into something else. I have no idea. All I know is the long haul is on hiatus uh for the foreseeable future. And it will come back. It could come back in the same format. It could come back in a completely different format. I have
1: no idea, but it will be back one day. So you're so so you're saying that the long haul is taking an overhaul. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. This is why we. This is why we're friends, parade.
1: <laughs>
0: you just elevate all my. You you elevate everything I say. Woo! All right. Well, with all that being said, this is the end of the sub, which means it's time to plug all of my stuff. So, I want to give some thanks. Uh, number one, I want to thank all the listeners again for continuing to listen to the show. I love you all so much. And whatever platform you're listening to this on, if you're able to, please rate, review, subscribe. It helps the show grow. It helps more people find the show. Uh, next, I want to thank the wonderful Dan Purcell, the friend of all pots, for crafting the beautiful theme song uh, that opens and closes every episode. Dan is the just the greatest human being in the world. Please go check out all of his original music. It's fantastic. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram at the Dan Purcell. Uh Next, I want to thank the CertainPOV Network for continuing to put up with my bullshit. And just... Being great and letting me run rampant across the network and just yelling about comics. I go, I, I, it's now my, my thing to just go on every, to go on podcasts and just talk about comics. I was recently on, I recently came back to, uh, the, the real movie critic versus the Cineguy to discuss Venom Let There Be Carnage, where I ranted about ever. where I just told everyone to go read Donnie Cates' Venom run because it's awesome and better than the movie. Um, uh, so yeah, thank you. Certain POV, and please, if you could, uh, check out certain and check out and listen to all the other great shows we got there. We've got books that burn, circling, uh, Yeah, circling Cersei. I'm sorry, I blank on the name, uh, circling Cersei. We've got uh, Painology, which I was just on uh this past week. Uh, we what else? We, God, we have so many. We have Let's Rewatch. We have I mentioned the, the movie curve versus the Sinigay. We've got Men of Steel. We've got Another Past. We've got Circle of Friendship. There's just so. Many great shows, and I love and every person who who worked on these shows. They're just the best people in the world. I am surrounded by absolutely just absolute gems of human beings. They're they're all so so great. And if you want, and if you could please, uh, you know, you can scroll down to the homepage on certain POV dot com, and come join the certain POV Discord. Hang out with us. We talk movies, games, comics, music all a live long day. We post, uh, we post photos of, of animals quite often. Um, they're always cute. Uh, we also, there's also a lot of, uh, a lot of posts from, from, uh, people in the network who are very cute and you should, you know, check it all out. It's great. Everyone's great. I love it. Now it's time to talk about what's coming, what's coming up next. Uh, so next week, hopefully this is what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> because i didn't cuz even though i was supposed to take this month off to plan i didn't plan very well um yeah, but yeah. hey whatever hope so next week most likely uh i will be discussing the graphic novel asterios Pollock* by david Mazzucchelli. and uh i'm also going to change the format a little bit on here as well i will not be revealing the guest uh on the, in like on the previous episode like i normally would instead i'm going to just reveal the guest a couple days on twitter before uh before uh, the episode drops which if you want to follow us on twitter and find and get that information you can follow us on twitter at ComicsQuestShow, show and you can you know just figure so you can see uh who's going to be on that episode so with all that being said again thank you to Paresh for coming on the show thank you to all the listeners thank you to the network and remember getting into comics may seem like an impossible journey but every step is worth it
1: Nerf herders? You sure you want to go with that? Hey, everyone? There we go! More inviting! Have you ever had a movie that you really wanted to love, but something holds you back? Or one that you did love in spite of a flaw? Well, I'm Case Aiken. And I'm Sam Alisea. And on another pass, we sit down with cool guests to look at
0: movies that we find fascinating. But flawed. And we try to imagine what could have been done when they were made to give them that little push.
1: We're not experts. We just believe in criticism. Uh, constructive criticism. Sure. So come take another pass at some movies with us. And every now and then, we can celebrate movies that did it on their own, too.
0: You can find us at CertainPOV.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Pass it on. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.